Welcome to the Female Fight Experience, the podcast where we share stories to inspire female Muay Thai fighters at all levels to jump in the ring. Brought to you by your hosts, Smokin' Joe Coverdale and me, Bridget Tuckright. All right, Joe, before we introduce our guest today, I just want to say a big congratulations to you. To me? Yeah. My hair hasn't started growing back. <laughs> I don't know. You're like, there's so much going on in my life. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm the co-host of this amazing podcast. Oh, yeah. so it's like chart topping. I finally got back in the ring on the weekend. That was epic. <laughs> um, so this month you officially opened Smoking Muay Thai. I did, yes. How does it feel to be the boss boss? I'm always the boss boss. <laughs> nah, it's good. It's really good. As most of my friends and family know, I don't really like being told what to do very yes. often. So it's yeah. nice to... Have the steering wheel all to myself, yeah, and it's good. It's Very been awesome. Good. I've never seen the mat so full, and mm. I've met new faces and old faces. It's just, yeah, you're doing. I'm very proud, but not surprised. So, thank you very much. Awesome. So, if you're in Berwick, anyone want to come down? Come on down. Free trials. Yeah, absolutely. First session's always free. Awesome. Come down, have a chat, have awesome. hit some pads. Awesome. Uh, okay, our guest today is an incredible, pretty exciting fighter. I reckon a professional fighter fighting out of Moy U in Canberra. Welcome to the podcast, Davina Martin. How are you going? Hello, I'm good. How are you guys today? Yeah, well. really good. So Joe and I had the pleasure of watching you fight in December last year against friend of the pod from <laughs> Surratt. Yeah. Man, that was an great fight. Yeah, far out. You guys put on a show. Yeah, that was a very big step up for me. It was definitely going in being the underdog and showing people that, you know, I'm here to fight. You, what what I found most impressive about it was that you you flipped what Som normally does back to Som. You stood back, you were calm, collected, and counted all of her shots and for, for, forced her to walk forward, which is not something that she normally does. So yeah. is that was that the game plan going in? Must have been because you you <laughs> held your own very well. Yeah, so we definitely watched a lot of the videos of past yeah. fights and watch what she does and. We realise she's quite technical. So yeah. the longer the rounds go on and she gets to pick up a little bit of speed, she gets to pick up what her opponents do, essentially. Yeah. So we decided to make her come to us, mm. play our game rather than her game. Yeah, which is hard to do, to have the composure to just stand back and not always try and yeah. knock someone's block off, you know? Especially when the ref's like, go, go. We're like, oh, <laughs> not part of the game. You're like, no, man, no way. Yeah. Yeah, I think Som did mention that, actually, that the ref was sort of egging you both on, but you both were trying to play your strategic game. Yeah. Like, no, no, ref, just give me a minute. <laughs> it's not going to work this way. <laughs> yeah. I was asking Joe just like last week, what's it like when you're you're going into state and you're fighting against someone that, like, or maybe you tell, like, what did you t- tell to me the other day? Like, I, I found it really cool because there, no, there's nobody in the crowd that knows you and you're just kind of there to do one thing and that's it. You're not selling tickets. You're not uh, going to see your your parents and your family, you know, before you fight or anything like that. You're just there to do the job. So I think my misconception was like, it must be hard when you're going in and you're this massive home crowd favourite, mm. like Som's a, a massive Melbourne favourite. And like, yeah. is that quite daunting going into that? Well, pretty much because Canberra doesn't really do fights. We're so used to it. All you're always interstate, are, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, all our fights are in state, So it kind of gets to the point where all our team at Moet U, they're such a great family. Like, yeah. they go and they go to the state that we're fighting in. Like, yeah. even though in Rebellion, some had, like, a massive crowd with a, you know, a banner and everything, at the, like, further back, there was at least two or so rows of more you people. Yeah. So, yeah, like, definitely. we still had people there, but obviously not to the same extent. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, amazing. How did you feel going into that fight? Um, I had a real, like, I got my hair braided, I think, on weigh-in day. So I actually had a lot more time to just kind of relax and yeah. calm down on the actual fight day. So I actually walked in there feeling pretty relaxed, pretty calm, yeah. which is, I guess, one of the first fights I've had where I just kind of like went in, did my thing and not really panicked too much. Yeah. Obviously had a little bit of butterflies here and there, but the usual kind of stuff. But yeah. I actually felt pretty good going into that one. Yeah, I don't even think about that, the whole hair braided thing. That's like a fight day ritual for females, isn't it? Yeah, depending. Like sometimes it can take like an hour, depending how slow the people braiding your hair are. It can take longer. And yeah. it's just like getting there, getting back, and doing all your pre-ritual fight things. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's why you've got to have a female perspective, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting it now. I'm figuring it all out. It must be. I, I see. I was watching, um, actually on, it might have been on Rise when you fought the other day. There was another girl that fought before you, and... 
All her hair started falling out after the first round. I was like, that must just be the worst feeling. Like, you don't need that distraction when you're in the middle of trying to put on a performance. <laughs> like, Yeah. See, I'm lucky. When Dan just my corner, she just grabs a hair tie. She knows exactly what to do. Like, Kieran will be hopeless when it comes to tying up my hair. But <laughs> if Dan just my corner, I know I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> we'll stay away from board games. I know. It was such low-hanging fruit. Such low-hanging fruit. <laughs> You guys seem like you've got a really cool relationship with Kieran, like very like very much banter-based. I see lots of videos of you, yeah, taking the piss out of him looking like mannequins and uh, <laughs> him putting up videos of like his disappointed face when you guys fuck up on your pad rounds. So it seems like uh, a cool relationship. The sad part is that whole reel was one night. It wasn't even an <laughs> accumulation of like different training sessions. It was just one night of me just doing apparently everything wrong. Um, and it just happened to be on film. So I was like, oh, great. And he was doing it in the back seat on our way to Yokau. So I was like, Can, I'll see that when I get to Sydney. And everyone was just laughing at me. I was like, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> he was just laughing in the back of my car for the whole two hours to Sydney. I was like, thanks. <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen that Stinkai before. I was just like the disappointed look. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think that on a more serious note, I think it's important for people to see that that you're not you're not always <laughs> technically perfect and proficient on the pads. That some like it's majority true. of the time we're all fucking up all the time, just yeah. learning how to do things right. You know, I think that's the counter Instagram thing, right? Yeah, like, it we've is. had a lot of the like more like seasoned fighters or fighters that have retired now that have said like I didn't have Instagram and the pressure of that when I was coming up, and like you can see why apps like Be Real have started taking off mm. because people are kind of sick of that over polished. And I know, yeah, certainly in the fight, yeah, this is how I'm always on pads, always on form. It's just not reality. Yeah. No, not at all. Like, all the videos I have of me fighting and me hitting pads, I'm always critiquing myself. Like, I'm never perfect on pads, let's be honest. I'm never perfect in a fight. There's always something to work on. Absolutely. Yeah. When did you start fighting? Oh, I started when I was about 16. I started at a different kind of kickboxing mainly gym in Canberra. Um, I started primarily because of my sister. Diane just started before I did. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's that? Along. Yeah, who's that? No, I'm no. <laughs> I don't know. It's a you know one championship, you know fighter. <laughs> no one, no one famous. Um, but yeah, I just we started doing kickboxing, and then I think over a while I hated being hated sucking at something, so I just kept on going, and eventually realized I could punch people before they punched me, and yeah. I kind of enjoyed that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Did you come from a different sport before you found kickboxing? Um, I kind of just, I tested a lot of sports. So I did, um, Oztag, netball, soccer, mm-hmm. all the main kind of teenage kind of sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Muay Thai was absolutely, completely different. And when I started, I knew absolutely no one that did it. I knew nothing about the mm-hmm. sport. None of my friends did it. And like, it was just so unique that it really intrigued me. Yeah. It's kind of like a secret society in a way. To us, it's normal to know everybody that's in it, but yeah. People on the outside have no idea what it actually is and how it's yeah. going on. It's absolutely crazy. Like, mm. um, like nowadays, like so many people go, oh, yeah, you do Muay Thai. They know so much about the sport and there's more gyms they go to or they've tried something like boxing or like jits or anything like that. But back when I was 16, no one did anything like that. Mm. Yeah. How old yeah. are you now, Davina? I'm 25 this year. 25 this year. Yeah, Very nice. good. Okay, so nearly nearly 10 years at it or eight years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Thereabouts. Yeah, that's one of the problems with the sport, the recognition. Like, people don't – like, once they find it, I found through the project anyway, they, they sort of fell into it by accident and then just got completely mm. hooked and went from, yeah. like, one session a week to, like, every day, just, like, fell in love. But it's that getting people to do that first session, that's the hard bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, like, it's a little bit overwhelming the first session just because you know for a fact you're going into a combat sport. You're going mm. into a sport where you're going to get hit and punched and kicked. Yeah. So it kind of can be a little bit full on when you first start. Do you remember what it was like the first time you, you stepped into a gym? Oh, yeah, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I walked in and I remember, like, I think, spying for the first time and getting punched and kicked. And I was like, what do I do? And I was just trying to think and I can like feel myself thinking what to do. And I just hated it. And then it just started punching people. And I was like, oh, if I punch them, they can't punch me. <laughs> and I just like progressed from there. When was your first fight? Um, when I was 18. So it was against a local karate kid. Not ideal for your first fight. It was a lot in, of politics what, Was it Mod Thai or? Um, in Canberra, we called it Muay Thai. Yeah. But <laughs> it's primarily K1. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so it was mostly just kickboxing with a few knees here and there. Yeah, cool. Yeah. 
enjoy it? Um, so I was so nervous and I, yeah. in my head, I was like, got to get the first bite punch, got to get the first punch. And as soon as we touch gloves, I punched her straight in the face. <laughs> You're so, one of them. <laughs> that's all I remember from the fight. It's just touching gloves and hitting her straight in the face. Nice. Um, so she never touched gloves after that. Yeah, um, I bet. <laughs> but like there was like from my side, I punched a lot more than I kicked and she kicked a lot more than she punched. So it was a lot of, it was a lot different than I expected it would be. Yeah, okay. Did yeah. you make the decision to fight yourself? Did you get encouraged to or? Oh, like I think after two years of doing just Muay Thai, yeah. kickboxing K1, yeah, it kind of got to a point where I wanted to test myself a little bit more. Yeah. I wanted to kind of see, hey, I wonder if the things I'm learning is actually going to do anything in a fight. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I gave it a try and then I lost my first fight. So it gave me a little more extra motivation for my second and my mm. third and my fourth and then it just kept, like, I guess, my life and just fighting and trying to test myself and the motivation behind just having a goal. Yeah. How did yeah. you feel after that loss? Because I think that's something we find with um, people that are doing their first amateurs or mm. or even like an interclub and they have the first go and maybe they don't get the outcome they're looking for and get disillusioned quite quickly. Like how did you find after that first fight? Were you sort of up and down or were you straight away like this is just motivation for me to get on and do better? Oh, I was so down. It was – I was like crying. It was like yeah. very dramatic for yeah. me, my 18-year-old self. Um, yeah. yeah, so I cried. I was really sad. It took me like maybe a day or two to really like get my head around it. Yeah. And like I sat down with my coach at the time and I was like, we watched the fight. He explained, you know, what I did wrong and what I needed to work on. Mm-hmm. And that really helped just being able to like sit there with my coach and him say, it's all right to lose, but obviously we need to work on things. Like mm-hmm. we want to win, but... This is what we need to work on. Yeah. Yeah, so so how that long, really helped. Yeah, so how long after that, you're sitting down with your coach watching the videos, how long after that did you decide, yeah, I want to go and do this again? Oh, probably straight after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we were just like, okay, let's start training. So that was the old, motiva- old motivation I needed because at that time my coach was like a father figure. So whatever yeah. he said goes. So we just like was like, okay, this is what we need to work on. Let's do some pads. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's the correct response, by the way. Whatever the coach yeah. says goes. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like, same with Kieran. Whatever he says goes. Yeah. Like, he'll tell me to do something and I won't talk back, but yeah. I'll give him a look and I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So, and how many fights have you had so far? I was trying to look for, um, I think the fight that you had in April, you'd had sort of maybe 12 fights at that stage. How many have you had now? I think I've had 14 now. 14, yeah. Yeah, so I've had, um, I can't remember how many I've had. I think I had about six or seven with more you. Yeah. And then my other, like, six or so were in Canberra, Massa, kind of stationary body, yeah. Yeah. So did you start, like, because you were saying that that gym you were doing more kickboxing and stuff like that. Did you start proper Muay Thai with Kieran at more you? Yeah, it was a yeah. very overwhelming feeling. I'm <laughs> just getting clinched and not knowing what Ragged to do. Ragdolled in the clinch, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I learned, I learned the very hard way. Um, so I pretty much just went straight from the bottom up. Just yeah. <laughs> learning how to knee, how to learn how to punch properly. Like there's a lot of things that needed to be critiqued when I moved yeah. to you. So it was a lot of fixing up. How did you find clinching at the beginning? Were you a natural at it or not? Not at all, no. Yeah. I know I that was... feeling. I'm like that. I can't. I can barely sweep anyone now. Still, <laughs> it's <a> shit. <laughs> oh, I just I try to muscle people, but then yeah. you can't out muscle bigger people. <laughs> yeah, especially when you're tiny yourself. So, it's actually ended up just like trying to absorb as much advice as I could get from anyone that I clinched with. Yeah, there's yeah. people that sweep, and there's people that hang on and knee as hard as they can. <laughs> That's just the way to go sometimes. I hope to be the one that hangs on and knees as hard as they can. So, yeah, I mean, we saw you on Rise just recently. Like that was a just clinic and and clinching. <laughs> like she was trying to block your knees, and you were just like jumping right over top of her and kneeing her anyway. Like that was incredible. Yeah, we drilled that for my first professional fights against Marina. So mm-hmm. we know that she was a strong clincher. So we we just drilled that over and over and over again. But I never got to use it until the rise fight. So it worked out well. And like after the fight, Kieran's like, good thing we worked on that like years ago. I was like, yeah, <laughs> good thing. Oh, it's always, it was a while ago. Yeah, it looked like it's something that was fresh off. Like, okay, no, this is the no, technique no. I want to yeah, bring out. Okay. Yeah, like I remember doing that. And like I was like, oh, yeah, I'll use this in all my fights. 
Never had to. <laughs> yeah, it just happened to be really, really usable in this fight that I just had, yeah. Yeah, how was it a fight for you? I mean, because she'd had a few years off, right? It was like her return to the ring after a bit of a break? Yeah, I think she hurt her knee, apparently. Uh-huh. Her mum was talking to me afterwards and she apparently just, I don't know, pulled everything she could in her knee. Mm. So she was in rehab for a while. Um, so, yeah, it was good. She, I think she had a really big, you know, fight against Jazzy Parr and, like, knocked her out. And that was, like, yeah, that was the big thing that was, like, making everyone go, oh, my God, she's so good. You know, she's so scary. She could knock out Jazzy Parr. And, like, I, I myself was, like, okay, that's, that's pretty impressive. Like, <laughs> I was, like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, like, in the back room, like, you know how you, you kind of listen to your opponent hit pads and you watch mm. them and you kind of see what they do? I felt like, more confident because I was like, you know what, I'm going to hit the pads harder than she hits the pads. Absolutely. <laughs> so, in, so in the back room, I'm belting out these like kicks and I'm like, yeah, they're definitely harder than hers. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she can hear this. So I was like, that's all it's I need. mind game already before you get out there. So no, exactly. It. But then it kind of, I was hitting so hard that I actually started bruising my shins before the fight. <laughs> so I, I was like, well, this is a, like, you know, whiplash. I was like, cool. <laughs> I, it was my first time out the back at a fight show. It was just an amateur show, but I, I didn't realize how small it is out there. Like, Not a lot really, of room, yeah. Yeah, you're really sort of like, it was good being with you, Joe, because you knew what you're doing. You're like, get there early, claim your corner, like yeah. claim the space. But yeah. if you didn't know that, you kind of would just rock up and be like, okay, I've got this one square meter to warm up in. And you do, you can't help but be like, especially because there's fewer females there, so you can see across the room, like who are the other two females here? One of them I'm fighting. Yeah. yeah. And I can imagine those mind games and things will start. Like, Oh, yeah, 100%. Like you want to go, like you go to the toilet, like what 10 times in like an hour so you have to walk past your opponent every single time you're trying not to have eye contact and it's just it can be quite difficult but after you know so many fights it gets easier yeah. like you end up just having like appreciation for your opponent but also like i'll be friends with you after the fight yeah yeah, yeah. amazing how, how did she knock out jesse Parr? did you watch that fight i think it was a head kick it yeah. was just like yeah it was like it went straight up and just hit it straight on the neck but it was quite a while ago, but, mm. like, we couldn't find any, like, recent fights of her, so we were just going off all the old fights. Yeah, I guess that's – if she had those few years off, it'd be hard to pre- harder to prep from, yeah, yeah, recent fights and things, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And she, I think she also moved gyms, so she was at a newer gym as well. Um, so, yeah, we obviously watched all the older fights, uh, used that, but we primarily just focused mainly on Queensland fighters, mainly, mm-hmm. like, Queensland fighters, we, we tend to find that they're very, like – have a high fitness level but they don't necessarily know how to clinch very well mm-hmm. and pretty much off my last two fights and because my shins were just bugged till two weeks before the fight we were just doing hands and clinch <laughs> only started clinching like two weeks before the fight i'm sort of clinching i'm kicking before the fight what happened so, oh it's just accumulation of fights just my shins just blow up <laughs> mm. yeah. and just take a little bit to just heal up and so we just decided to like, you know, take some time off and just, just focus on other things rather than just kicking. Yeah. Yeah. So hence why the bruising before the fight, my shins weren't a hundred percent, but okay. it's okay. Yeah. So like, good. Kimmy like looked at me and he's like, what? And I pointed to the bruise. That's like the little welt coming up. And he was just like, okay, no more kicking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing like a challenge for your coach to work around. You're, you're oh, a pretty yeah. active fighter, right? Are you just, are you just sort of lining them up um, whenever they're on, you're taking them? What's your strategy when you're selecting fights? So pretty much I have no involvement in selection. I let Kieran do all the work. Um, so and again, have, just do as you're told. Like, good student. Yeah. yeah, I have 100% <laughs> yeah. faith in Kieran. So mm. if he goes, hey, you're fighting this person in this month, and I'm like, okay, and I'll let him, you know, stalk the, next, like, the last fights and do all the prep for it, and then I'll just get him to tell me, whatever I need to do. Like, mm. I know for a fact he won't shove me into a fight that he knows I can't win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's – um, you do put a lot of faith in your coach, hey? Like, you have to. <laughs> finding, yeah. finding a good coach that's going to yeah. look out for your welfare and, yeah, make those calls for you. Because I think you'd get pretty – you kind of get rose-tinted glasses too, I think, mm. and not be able to make those judgment calls necessarily for yourself. So you do need that coach to, to be playing that role for you. But And you might be genuinely like – you might have seen somebody on the scene for a long time and have a – wow. I don't want to say scared of them, but you know what I mean? You might be like, oh, I'm not ready for that person, blah, 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 blah. But that's why it's up to your coach because they'll know if you are or not. And if they say you are, then you are. You just got to have that faith. 
Yeah, you got to have that kind of relationship with your coach, be able to sit down and have a chat with him if you do feel kind of overwhelmed or worried about, you know, an opponent. You just have to talk to him about it and then he can explain what you, what he thinks, like, mm. in regards to you and your opponent, like. So you, you and Karen have a very open relationship then? Yeah. Coach-student, so if you're three, four weeks out from a fight and you're feeling a bit iffy or whatever, you feel comfortable sitting down and chatting to him? Yeah, exactly. And also, like... I'll, he always he knows my nervous tells. <laughs> so yeah. before a fight, I'm, if I'm nervous, he'd be like, "You're okay, good job." Like he'll yeah. just give me those little encouraging words. And then if I feel like, "Oh, I'm not fit enough for a fight" or something, he'd be like, "Dreno, why do you not feel fit enough?" And he would just talk to me about it. And mm. I was like, "Yeah, okay." He just knows me well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You would have been there from when he opened, then, right? Because he's only been around for a few years, isn't he? Have you been around for like maybe three, three four years? Yeah. Now? Um, I came around, so I was, I was. I guess part of the OGs, but I started around, I think, after a year or so uh-huh. mm-hmm. since he opened the gym. Yeah. So it's, oh, sorry about that. You're good. Um, it developed a lot since then. Um, mm. But yeah, I started about a year after he opened. So since then, it just has progressed a lot since then. Yeah. Yeah, he's got an incredible yeah. team now. And he just yeah. brought over San from, from <laughs> Thailand. San's all yeah. – I trained with him at Sitman Chai. Oh, he's you? mint. Yeah. Uh, he's, great great he's guy. He's such an awesome guy. Yeah. He's holding – I can't pads with him. Oh, You can't like, move the dude. He's massive. <laughs> <laughs> so we used to make a joke. We had also another gentleman at our gym called Funny, and we used to call pad work with him death rounds because yeah. you can't move him. And he just yeah. walks forward and everything you're doing, you just feel it's not effective at all. Yeah. But that title has now been transferred. Yeah. <laughs> it is now death rounds with him. And whenever you, Kieran goes, oh, you're doing rounds with him, you're like mentally preparing yourself for just hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really good. Like he sees things that Kieran sees, but also he teaches you things that you wouldn't necessarily see as well and not necessarily learn, I guess, in Australia. Like he'll pick up, he picked up in Thailand. Mm. Yeah. He's a fun guy too. So he's oh, happy yeah. to have a laugh and a joke, yeah. He's such a happy guy. He's always smiling. He's always, yeah. you know, getting involved and, yeah, he's a good hype. We've heard great things about the culture at Moyu and that was one of the themes that came up in the project we did recently around, like, the importance of having a good culture in the gym, on, especially on female participation in the sport. Yeah. Like, how, how would you describe the culture that Kieran's created there? Well, pretty much he regards all fighters as equals. He mm. doesn't regard any male fighters above any female fighters. So, and he's, he, can, he sees female fighters just as accomplished as male fighters. So, he'll put us towards opportunities as he would for any of the other male fighters. So, our fight team doesn't necessarily have a lot of female fighters, but it does have more than it had before. Yeah. Mm. So, it's quite nice. Um, most of our female fighters at the moment are around the 50 kilo mark. So, it makes it a little bit difficult for Kieran to match people yeah. up. But, but competitive yeah. for your training and sparring as well. So yeah, it's got, it's it works out well. Yeah, positives and negatives there for sure. So that's Gabrielle's the other at that sim- sort of similar weight range, yeah? She's a little bit lighter. She usually fights around 48. So okay. she's a little bit smaller than me. Um, yeah. I primarily usually train with Diandra. So yeah. I get beat up by her quite on a regular basis. Um, and she's very strong. So Hey, the younger sibling is always the tougher one. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll quote you on that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So you're used to getting thrown around by the bigger kid. Yeah. 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 I, I think Dange is working on this, like, tape, and oh. you can feel it through the belly pad. Like, I think oh. the first time holy pads for her, and she was, it was just training up to the amber fight. I have never wanted to vomit so much in a pad work. Like, I was holding, pads, holding for her. pads Yeah, um, I was like, I can feel that. That's going, like, I think you rearranged my organs. And she just <laughs> laughed and kept on doing it. I was like, cool. <laughs> so you fight in the mid 50s, did you say? Um, so my range is usually around 50, 52. Okay. Do yeah. you cut a lot of weight to get down there? Not really. I usually walk around about 54, 55. Cool. So only you- a few kilos. Do you work with a nutritionist and stuff like that to keep your body around that comfortable weight or? Um, not really. Um, yeah. I usually try to like obviously not binge out too much yeah. um, straight after a fight, especially if it's a possibility for another fight straight after. Yeah. Um, but practically, I guess I don't lose enough weight to be really be with a dietitian at the moment. Mm-hmm. But I do have like a low carb, low fiber kind of diet in the last week of a fight. 
before yeah. the weigh-ins. So that's pretty much what I stick by. I just try to get as low as possible before that week. Yeah, cool. So you're never yeah. really cutting a whole bunch of weight. Not really. Um, yeah, no, not really. Like most of my fights have been at the higher range of 52. Yeah. So I haven't really fought lower to like the 50 range as yet because it is harder to find little girls to fight. To find opponents. Yeah. 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 Which is good. It's better for your health anyway to not be cutting a lot of weight and you don't have yeah. the stress of it either, which yeah, is good. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. What, what is the pool like at that sort of weight? Like that's at the lower end for Australian. Cause yeah. I, I know, is it right? 50? I wouldn't know, to be honest. Sore. Yeah. Yeah. Is it hard to find opponents at that weight? 50, 48, especially I don't see many fights at 48. Uh, 48, definitely. Um, it just depends how experienced you are as well. You get a lot of, I guess, females per se just – Sticking to the amateur. Mm. So just doing a lot of development days and kind of, I guess, SIAM kind of days kind of thing. And it makes it difficult for when you do become professional and you want to fight people who have a little more experience mm. that it's a little bit off. It's hard to find opponents who, I guess, fit that kind of skill level. Why do you think that is that, that some fighters, women, stay at that amateur level and don't want to move into pro? I guess it could be it could be overwhelming. Um, honestly, it's, I think it's the threat that if when you go professional, you can't go back to amateur. Huh. So it is true. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people just stick with the amateur till they feel ready to go professional. Well, sometimes they just stay there for too long. They get comfortable there and just decide nah, I just want to stay here. A dirty big scar across your forehead might deter them as well. Sometimes. <laughs> It deters men too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, you know, like that—that that, that is the thing when you start fighting professional Muay Thai. That yep. it's elbows can change <laughs> the way you look. It can, yeah. You know, long term. Yeah, I got yeah. a lot of the amateurs that Muay have asked. Oh, how what does it feel like getting elbowed? You know, how does it feel it's to shit. get cut? <laughs> Honestly, anything I tell them is it feels like warm water running down your face. You yeah, don't it's... feel the cut. You just. Feel just moisture. <laughs> and when the cold air first hits it as well, it kind of has a weird feeling too. Yeah, yeah it's just kind of you touch it and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm just sweating a lot. And you look at your glove and it's just ribs. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been cut often? No, I've only been cut once, okay. luckily. So um, that was probably my last fight from my old gym. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little bit cut on the side of my eyebrow. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I didn't feel it. I touched my face with my glove and then there was this blood on it. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about that? Like, you're a very good-looking woman, Davina. And, uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> if, how do you feel about that generally? Because, like, I feel like it's not something that bothers me necessarily, but I'm old and married and I've got kids, so I've got nothing to lose. You know, I'm not in the game anymore. So. <laughs> but, like, how do, you, how do you feel about, like, because I think there's a bit of a, um, a conception that it's like, oh, women don't want to do this because they don't want to mess, mess up their faces. Mm. Like, how do you personally feel about that? Oh, necessarily. If you just train hard enough and learn, learn defence, it's like we all point for you getting cut. Um, but more, I'm more worried about getting cut and then having another fight and it re like reopening. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're worried about affecting your ability to fight more. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> as opposed I, to the aesthetics of it. Yeah, yeah, like no one wants to get cut at the end of the day. Yeah. But you know, you have a scar, you can cover that with makeup. You can yeah. it heals mm. over, like it fades. You know, it's, yeah. Some like I'll be more worried about breaking a hand or breaking my nose, for example, than yeah. you know getting my eyebrows slit open or getting a cut on my forehead or something like that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Have you had any like bad injuries that you had to deal with in your in your professional career? No, I've been actually quite lucky. Um, touch wood, but I've never broken a bone. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been quite lucky so far. Um, yeah. Pretty much just the cut to my eyebrow like ages ago was like the only real major thing I got getting out of a fight. Yeah. What about done and damaged that you know about? Um, I broke someone's rib. Um, <laughs> that was my second fight after my first loss. So I kneed it really hard and apparently like her whole right side was just completely black and it was bruised and I was like, oh. Damn. I was like, oh, I do have hard knees. <laughs> Did you know in the moment, we were talking about that last week, like you know the difference in the sound sometimes that your opponent makes when you land a really beautiful knee. Like did you know in that moment? Oh, like so pretty much I kneed her and she just crumpled. Like she just kind of like folded yeah. in on herself. And As I was just would. like, yeah. I was so confused because I was so fresh. I was like, I didn't know what to do. So I just like ran over to the white corner and I was like, okay, is she okay? <laughs> <laughs> and then like it got cold off. I was like, oh, cool. Oh, I finished like, it. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it was a full like TKO. So I was like, oh, that's really cool. And at that moment, I had no idea what I did <laughs> until I rewatched it. And I was like, oh, that's what I did. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Stick that in the repertoire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. 
Amazing. Oh, yeah. man. So was that early in the fight? Yeah, it was the first round. Yeah, nice. Right. You're like, I'm not even warm yet. Didn't even break a sweat. <laughs> You're like, all this prep, and it lasted 30 seconds. Um. Tell us about your fight with, is it Kelly? Is that how you say your name? Kelly? Kelly on Rogue. I think so. Yeah, Kelly on Rogue. Was that your first pro fight? No, so I was so amateur then, but I guess in Queensland you don't really have that distinction, I guess. Yeah, I couldn't make out. Pads. I couldn't make out what the commentators were saying because they're saying it was um, modified. But then you guys like throwing elbows around it, and I thought there was a massive experience gap too. Um, yeah, so she's um, she had a lot more fights than I did. So yeah. going into the fight, I was a little bit worried because obviously the only two fights I had in Moyu were nationals, so yeah. they were all like padded up and everything like that. So I wasn't too worried about that. This was the first fight where it was like proper, you know, Muay Thai. Yeah. And Kieran wasn't in my corner because he was at another show and we had like other people fighting in different states. So it was a, quite a crazy night. Yeah. So going into that one, I was a little bit worried. But then always before like weigh-ins, I picture all my opponents being scarier than what they are. And then you see them at weigh-ins, you're like, oh, yeah, you're just, you're just you. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're just a person, you know, you're skinny like me, like. And then you go into the fight and you just have, you just have to show no, no respect. So yeah. we knew that she was really tall. So we're like, okay, let's just hunt those low kicks. Mm, nice. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it was a great fight to watch. But, yeah, when the announcers were introducing, I thought they said that was your you were early and, like, I thought they said novice and that she had 16 fights. And, like, we were talking the other day about there's a massive experience gap often in female fights in Australia because the pool's a bit more shallow. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Like, it also just depends on the state as well. Like, more in, like, New South Wales and maybe Melbourne and Canberra themselves. Like, we usually have less fights, mm. but we – and in Queensland, you, I guess you guys have fight shows quite often, so mm-hmm. you'd accumulate the experience quite fast. Um, so, like, generally we will have, like, six fights and you guys will have, like, you know, 15 fights. But we will, like, progress it out over, like, a year, having two fights or maybe three fights if we're lucky. Yeah. And then you guys would have, you know, four or five in one year. Depends on whether they yeah. add their amateur record to yeah. their professional record that as well. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, because someone, like, I only had three amateur fights, but by the time I got to 12 fights or whatever, I was getting matched up with interstate guys that only had 12 pro fights, but had before that had 20-odd amateur fights, uh, which although they're still fighting with maybe headgear and elbow pads, yeah. there's still time in the ring, huge mm. amount of time in the ring and amount of experience as well. Yeah, just getting confidence, really, when it comes yeah. to just being in the ring and getting hit. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter if it's amateur or professional. It's still all the same. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do they get to a point where they should, like, someone has to say, hey, you can't be in amateurs anymore because you've been here for, like, 30 fights or whatever. Like, if someone, you know, you're saying before, some of the women just, like, want to stay in that, that yeah. category. I think we've, I'd, I'd like to see it if they're over 18. For sure. Like, yeah. obviously, if someone's in, especially in Victoria, where you can't fight professionally until you're 18, yeah. if someone starts when they're 14 years old, by the, time they're, by the yeah. time they're 18, they're going to have 20, 30, yeah. who knows how many amateurs. But at, once you're over 18, I wouldn't mind seeing a cap on it. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, who knows? Question for Sai. Yeah, question for Sai. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah awesome. Um, what's that fight that I watched? So, um, it was quite funny. The you know the all female card they had in um, in Queensland. Muay Thai League, yeah. Muay Thai League, yeah. Shout out to Nakia and Nicole for solving the biggest problems in Muay Thai, which is the inequity of ring girls and uh, putting on <laughs> ring boys. Was that, that was definitely a show. Um, I don't know. I, I don't usually watch the ring girls or ring boys, but I was very surprised at the time. Like we were sitting there and we we're watching obviously the main events and. I didn't know his pants were going to come off. <laughs> I was like, they did one of those, did they? I didn't well, watch it. I, I to think be I think he had um, those mm. like kind of like weird kind of like the button up nineties pants. Button up ones, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know, and then like obviously we'll watch it, and then he walked in and he was you know showing the you know what round it was, and then he ripped up his pants, and like everyone was like, what? <laughs> so it was it was it was interesting. It was definitely interesting, like. The Ring Boys definitely gave it their all, so. Yeah. The crowd was loving it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, I, w- I went back to watch that fight. It was uh, your fight against Tan- Tandia Singleton. Is that how you say her first name? Yes, I Tandia so. Singleton. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like watching the, I'm watching YouTube and like looking intently and like, oh my God, that's a glorious low kick. And then in the background, <laughs> I see me looking at you with this look like, oh, that's a glorious leg kick. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. 
hilarious. Uh, that was another real dominant performance, though. I mean, that was, yeah, that was a great fight. Yeah, in the corner, Karen was just like, okay, you're doing great. You know, you're obviously outpointing her. Like, you're winning the fight. But then he was like, Davida, just please, please work on something. Please throw a straight cross. <laughs> He's like, if you're going to win this easily, please work on something. <laughs> what does he mean? What, what were you doing that wasn't? So my, um, when I do a cross, sometimes I, it ends up being like an overhand rather than like a straight cross. Uh-huh. So I would just throw the overhand and I, I didn't know what I was doing it until Kim was like, Davina, throw a straight cross. <laughs> throw what we've been working on for the last couple of months. And I was like, oh, yeah, I gave it a try. This ended up being an overhand. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, and he's like, just rolled his eyes. He's like, oh. <laughs> I love it. Does yeah. it change? Like, so you, so let's say you're, that was a three rounder. So you come out, come out after the first round and he says like, you're ahead in points. Does yeah. it change like how you feel in the fight? Like, do you relax into it a little bit more, have a bit more fun? Or how, how's your mentality hearing that from your coach? Um, so pretty much we, in the, in the corner, like I felt comfortable in there. He pretty much goes, how did you feel? I was like, first question he usually asks me. I'm like, yeah, good. You know, she's a little bit awkward. Yeah. It's like, I find this is hard kind of thing. And then he'll give me solutions to all my little problems. But also he'd be like, I noticed you're doing this, you know, you need to work on this. So practically with like Tendia, he just wanted me to do exactly what I was doing. But then obviously maybe throw the cross a little bit more or double up on the kicks. But then the, I think after the second round, he was just like, you're winning. Like, just work yeah. on something. And then pretty much as the third round was going on, he was just sitting there with his arms crossed going, <laughs> just <laughs> shaking his head. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I think he carries nailed the, like, disappointed dad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. So he was, like, after the fight, he was just like, you couldn't throw one straight cross from me. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I, I tried. And then we like watched the pad work before the fight. And I was like, hey, there's a straight cross. And he was just like, don't start. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Why do you fight, Davina? What's, what, what's, what drives you to fight? Well, I generally like the, the beauty of Muay Thai. I like the whole idea. Like when you watch Thai fighters, per se, just go at it head to head. And just throwing perfect kicks back to back and punching and clinching. It's such a beautiful sight. And that's mm. where I hope to get one day. That's my ultimate goal, to be able to be so efficient at it that it looks so effortless. Yeah. And that's like my, the main reason why I fight at the moment, to build the experience up to get to that point. Mm. Like, it's so beautiful to watch. And that's why like, I see most of the higher fighters at the gym, the moment, like Davey and Max, even my sister Dianja. Like, the, watching their fight, they're so effortlessly just performing so well <laughs> that's just like ultimately why I fight because I want to be at that level yeah just the beauty of the sport it's so yeah cool. it's it's an amazing sight to see yeah. mm, it is yeah. have you thought about going to Thailand and doing some training there um yeah I do um obviously I travel to like see and experience things so I haven't been to Thailand I would love to train while I'm there but I also like to just travel and do the whole yeah. touristy stuff as well um, I do feel like the fight game in Thailand is totally different than it is mm. in Australia. So yeah. I guess that makes me a little bit nervous too. Yeah. How so? Uh, oh, I think it's just, I guess, going into like training for a fight per se into like at a gym that I'm not very really used to. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's just learning new things and obviously going to a fight where like they just push out fights, I guess. It's not the same kind of organisation as we do here in Australia. But I would love to give it a go maybe in the future. Yeah. yeah. It's got to find yourself the right place to go, I guess. Talk yeah. to people that have been over there before. And like I went to Sipman Chai because I'd only ever heard good things about it and always mm-hmm. wanted to go there and, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's great. Met Crusan, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I met so many famous people in one championship for Dangerous Fight. It was Whoa. so Would have been cool, yeah. Yeah. What oh. was it like? Any highlights? Oh, like we had a pool party in the rain (laughs) after the fight. So pretty much everyone got thrown into the pool, regardless if you're just wearing clothes or not. Um, So that was interesting. But pretty much the promotion of one, it's something that you will, there's nothing in comparison to any of the fight shows that you're used to here in Australia. When they say fight week, they mean fight week. Like there's so much preparation in that week. There's interviews, there's photo shoots, there's, you know, surveys and stuff that you have to do 
uh, you know, there's photos that you take with, you know, fans every single day. Mm. Like, it's it's a crazy week and I was there for most of it and I didn't know how dying to do it. I don't know how those athletes do it. It's very, It can be very overwhelming. Very taxing too. Imagine if you're yeah. trying to think about the fight and the task at hand as mm. well. You've got all this other sort of extracurricular stuff you have to do. Yeah, like the proper weigh-ins for one were between midnight and 3 a.m. Why? Yeah, so they do that the weigh-in and then they do the, obviously the broadcast weigh-ins where everyone wear makeup and they wear clothes yeah. and stuff like that. But I guess they do that on the same day. So they do the proper weigh-ins, the hydration, everything like that, and then they wake up early in the morning and they do the proper showcase weigh-ins for everyone. Yeah. Because yeah. it has to be 24 hours before the fight. Yeah. Before the fight show commences. So if they've got the show on at a certain time, so it's televised at a certain time, they yeah. have to have the weigh-ins at a time before that. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, okay, so they do the proper weigh-in at the back and So if there's any... Because if you fail the hydration test or fail your way in, there's an opportunity to correct that. This, I mean, I know John O'Connor talked about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't really, know like, much about it. Yeah. Um, I know that if you fail hydration, they won't let you weigh in. Um, so you have to pass hydration before you can weigh in. Um, yeah. But you can pass hydration and fail weight. So they yeah. give you like, – you have that block. You have 12 to 3 a.m. to make weight or make mm-hmm. hydration. Yeah. Yeah, and like for that particular card, a lot of people failed hydration or passed hydration and missed weight. Do you think it's working, solve, solving the whole massive weight cut problem, or do you think people are just finding a different way to get around it and do the exact same thing? Well, I think it, it definitely helps fighters yep. stay true to their own weight because mm-hmm. obviously the pressure of having to take a hydration test, go, oh, mm. okay, maybe we should fight a little bit heavier because we do cut quite a bit. Yeah. So it just depends. Like I think it stops people from just going, oh, yeah, I can drop five kilos in one day. Yeah. And go, okay, I'm actually going to diet to lose the five kilos over yeah, okay. a longer period of time. So I definitely think the threat of the hydration test definitely does help. Instead of just those people going, I'm just going to sauna at five kilos. Yeah. So yeah. they're still, do- it's, it's, so you're still seeing people dehydrate themselves, but maybe two or three kilos instead of five. Yeah. Like you, can, yeah. you can still lose water weight, but yeah. in a safer way rather yeah. than just depleting yourself completely to the point where like it's hard to like keep focus on what you're doing yeah yeah, yeah. and i imagine there's a way that you can test if you're going to pass the hydration test yourself like do you know what goes into the test well pretty much you just ha- you have to drink water at the day of weigh-in uh-huh. <laughs> so like obviously you can still like get down to your weight but you just have to make sure you drink water on the weigh-in yeah. day you can't just go weigh-in day without drinking any water and just sweating out whatever water you have left in your system mm. yeah yeah do you, do you have any advice for any females that are up and coming or looking to take their first Muay Thai class? Muay Thai class? Oh, just go in there, give it a try, really. Um, yeah. when, you, when you pop into the gym, it can be overwhelming. You see a lot of people getting punched, kicked, and depending on the gym, it can have a lot of people in, like, one kind of class. Yeah. Um, but now, nowadays, a lot of gyms have just female learning classes. Mm. And it definitely helps with the confidence part of that. Like a lot of girls find it a lot easier just to train and, you know, be with just other females rather than getting paired with a male or something like that and being fearful of getting hurt by possibly a male or even just a female. So I think just go in there, give it a try, you know, have a chat. If you do feel a little bit, you know, unsure about it, have a chat with your coaches and stuff like that and with the people that you first do your introduction with. Mm. And just, yeah, go from there. Like... In every sport, you suck at it at first and then you get better That's at it. That's right. Yeah. What, what's a change you'd like to see to help increase and improve the female uh, – damn, what's the word I'm even trying to say? <laughs> Participation within the sport. It's, it's, a hard, it's a hard question to answer really. Um, Is it something that even crosses your mind or are you just that honed in on what you're doing that it, you're like, no, nah, things are sweet, it'll get um, better as it goes? I definitely, I definitely notice that like there is more accumulation of male fighters and female fighters. Yeah. But a slow progression of female fighters emerging in the ranks is there. Like yeah. it's slowly but surely becoming bigger. Mm. Um, at the moment, like focusing on myself, like I can't say there's a lot of people in my division, but I'm just looking at myself as just one person in Australia, like. Yeah. Australia itself doesn't have that many female fighters, but you know, if you go to America, if you go to 
you know, Thailand, you Thailand go to countries, yeah. 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 There's plenty of female fighters there. Like, I think overall there is a lot of female fighters, but they're not broadcast as much as they are, as males are. And probably, I wonder if you were to do the statistics on it, if the percentage of female versus male in Thailand is the same as here in Australia, because there is mm. a gazillion male fighters over in Thailand as mm. well, so... Yeah. yeah, like it would definitely be interesting. Mm. I feel like, yeah, there are female fighters out there, but they're obviously not broadcast as much as, as much male, as males are. Yeah. Yeah. What are your goals, Davina? Like, what are you working towards? Oh, it's always the ultimate goal of being on one championship. Yeah. <laughs> God, they've got a good promotion that it's so well respected at fighters. Like, so many fighters we've spoken to have been like, yeah, that's the goal. I want to get on that show. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's like the pinnacle of mm. Muay Thai at the moment. But at the moment, it's just pretty much working my way in the ranks to be able to even be considered for one championship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just pretty much working on my skill level, getting to that beautiful Muay Thai kind of skill that I was talking about before yeah. and just being comfortable just doing what I need to do in a fight. Yeah. yeah. Very good. <laughs> All right, we might move into the quick fire round. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> we're just about to run out of time. Joe's going to train me now after this, so. Oh, you know, okay. Can't be eating into my PT time. Yeah. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> just had to do a couple of sprint rounds. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get worse if it's uh, shorter for me. Um, yes. What's your favorite post weigh in meal? Oh, fried rice. Oh, nice. nice. Yep. Uh, what's your favorite weapon in the ring? Um, I like my switch kick. Mm, yeah. Very good. Yeah, yeah. What's your um, favorite Muay Thai gear brand at the moment? Gear brand. Um, I'm usually a sucker for Fairtex. Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your favorite fighter? Oh, my sister. Oh, I <laughs> love that. That is so, what a cute answer. <laughs> I, I'm dying to know if you used to have the biggest brawls when you were younger. Like, you know, every sibling, all siblings have rivalry, but were you two just, did you proper punch on when you were younger? Oh, like we live together. Like now we train together. We used to work together. Like... We're polar opposites. Like I'm a neat freak. She's uh, she's quite messy. You know, we don't look alike. There's, there's a lot of like little things that I get like a little annoyed at her. But at the end of the day, she'll message me going, "Do you want to get some food?" <laughs> and it just like resolves any fights we have. So she swears she's a really nice person. We tried to <laughs> we tried to figure that out as well. Can you can you vouch for her on yeah, that? Confirm or she, deny? <laughs> she is a nice person. Um, mm. I wouldn't take her stare offs as. <laughs> Her not being a nice person, like, I don't know how she does it, honestly, how she stares at her opponents the way she stares at her opponents at weigh-ins. Um, but, yeah, she's, I could say she's probably nicer than I am. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Kick or punch? Uh, punch. Yeah. What's the last thing you say to yourself before you fight? Oh. Well, that's a hard thing. I usually, I listen to a song called Devil Eyes. Um, mm. and it's just, it's like a line says, live life golden. Yep. And I just like, and it's also like, you've got them devils in your eyes. And I just listen to it over and over again. So pretty much that little saying just goes on in my head over and over again. Yeah, cool. So good. Yeah. <laughs> of all the fights you've had, what's been your favorite? Um, definitely the sum fight. Yeah. So it was probably one of the hardest fight of, fights I've ever had. So just winning and being able to just like celebrate like a victory over such a hard opponent. Yeah, definitely. You got that fight. pair of rebellion shorts that everybody wants as well. <laughs> yes, I was They're a prized possession among fighters, those, I reckon. 100%. Sure. I got yeah. a, a, you know, I wore them in Singapore when I was hitting pads and I was like, gotta yeah. bring the rebellion. Gotta yeah. bring it. Yeah. How, how do you celebrate after a fight? Oh, I usually, like, a lot of people go out and go get drunk kind of thing. I usually. After fights, it's really late anyway, so I usually yeah. just go find a good burger or so. Mm-hmm. I think that's jump what you yeah. I yeah. asked you this question once, you're like, Macca's and into bed. I go straight yeah. to bed. I'm knackered. <laughs> yeah, jump into bed. Like, I don't necessarily go to sleep. Like, I'm pretty, like, worked up. I don't go to bed till like, probably 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Like, the adrenaline's still pumping. But, yeah. like, you know, I have a good burger, you know, chill out, try to get through the million messages and yeah, stories and everything and then go and then give up and then go to bed. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. Of all the fights you've done, what's been your hardest? Was that the song fight as well? Definitely a song fight, yeah. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. We got to see it. I'm <laughs> what's a female matchup you'd love to see? Oh, that's a hard one. I don't know. Like, it's hard to say. Like, I would love to see my sister fight Samilla again. Yeah, okay, mm. rematch. 
I would love to see a rematch, definitely, especially now the Similars, you know, so high up there and has the belts and everything. It's definitely going to be an even bigger fight for Dianja and she knows exactly what she needs to work on and she's been working on it. So I would say Dianja and Similar. Yeah, would, nice. Would she take that now or is it one of those things that like, okay, I know what I need to do but I need more time to put the game plan into effect? Um, I feel like she would fight Similar now if she wanted to. Or if, if it, if it got off into her, she'd have to say it, yes because yeah. you'd you never know if you're going to get that chance again. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. But, like, there are other girls in her ranking at the moment mm. to fight before Samilla and work up to be able to fight Samilla. So the yeah, idea is nice. always there. Yeah. 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 I'd love to see yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so you've got True Protein sponsoring you. Thanks very much, True Protein. Any fights you've got coming up? Um, so we've actually had a possibility for an international fight. <gasps> Beautiful. Exciting. On Australian shore or are you going, you'll go overseas? Go overseas, yeah. yeah so cool. unfortunately I can't release any details at the moment, but hopefully, yeah, soon. But it's definitely going to be my first, you know, out of Australia fight. So that's, that's congrats. exciting. Yeah, congratulations. Make sure you tag us when that's all being announced. <laughs> we'll promote that for you and, and watch yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. It's, um... It's going to be a little bit overwhelming, but jet lag's probably going to get me. <laughs> nah, you'll be right. You'll Just be get right. in there and fight. You'll Just have multiple naps all the time. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Looking forward to hearing more about that. Um, and yeah, just we can find you at More You. We can find you on Instagram. Teasing yeah. Kieran about his uh, hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, probably I'm the, I'm, out of all the fighters, I probably give more shit than anyone else. Um, <laughs> especially the whole story in Singapore. It was. The funny story behind that, he was like on the phone and we're all like looking at the dresses because we were in Little India. And I turned around and I actually thought 10 Kieran's were staring at me. <laughs> and I like, actually had a panic attack. I was like, oh my God. And then I realized they were just all dummies. <laughs> and then Kieran, I was like, hey, Kieran, come over here. And he's like, what? And then I was like, take your hat off. And he took his hat off and looked at the dummy. <laughs> and, the guys, and the guys, fuck you, and walked away. <laughs> but then I missed the recording of him sticking the roofing up to me, going, you suck. <laughs> it's funny because you caught it all on camera. Like, the, he's acknowledging that he recognises what's happening. <laughs> Is this still on your Instagram? Can I find this to watch it? I'll just, I'll just send you the video. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be relived again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> Very good. Hey, Davina, thank you so much for doing this, um, squeezing us in before. What well, looks like you're heading off to work, yeah? Yes, I'll be heading straight off to work. Nice long nine to five. Oh, Lovely. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. And, yeah, keep us posted on that fight. That's right. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Bye. Right. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us on the Female Fight Experience. If you like what you heard and want more, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you could rate and review us while you're there as well, we'd really appreciate that. It helps this podcast get into more ears and hopefully, ultimately, gets you some more fighting opponents. You can find us on Instagram at Female Fight Experience or on email at femalefightexperience at gmail.com. We love hearing your feedback and any suggestions you have for future interview guests, make sure you send those our way as well. Thank you and see you next week for more Female Fight Experience.